This episode of Cross Politics is brought to you by. This episode is. Uh, Gabe, I don't think we have anybody for this episode. You know, if you listen to Cross Politics and you want to advertise on our show, you should get this spot. What's what? Huh? What, Gabe? Email us? Where? What email address? You didn't write it on the paper. I don't know if it's not on the paper, just like the person whose spot it's supposed to be. I don't know who I'm... Contact at CrossPolitik.com. Oh, now you want to pick up the mic. What, what is it again? Contact at CrossPolitik.com. Yeah, what, what he said. Contact at CrossPolitik.com. Oh, now you're going to gang up on me. What you want to say, Pastor? CrossPolitik begins in three, two, one. You have a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war, they go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us this week. He ain't um, say it. He ain't say it. I ain't, he yeah. ain't say it. So we got, for Cross Politic news coming up, we're going to talk about something Trump said this he week. He ain't say it. He ain't say what? He ain't say. We'll get to he, it. He say he ain't say. <laughs> Whatever what he say. He say he ain't say. And, and we got some uh, Twitter censoring conservatives. We're going to talk about that. Oh, well, duh. Yes. I know. <laughs> uh, no. Is that news? Shocker. Liberals control media. I, I can't and we're believe shocked. it. And we're shocked. Guys, I think I might. I might be crying. <laughs> is it because, Anderson Cooper. Is it because he's here? As Anderson because Cooper. Of, because oh. of Twitter. We also have uh, Chaba Leidenfrost in the studio. Who is wishing he wasn't here right now. No, no. <laughs> this, this is pretty entertaining. I'm just watching this. <laughs> he's, he's watching it all unfold. I like it. His, his, his eyes are getting wider and wider. Hey. And then we got Yost Nixon coming up uh, on, segment. Uh, on the second segment. Wow. Um, Pastor Yost Nixon is, is a great, what um, a great time with, yeah, great time what with him. What a ministry. Um, and before we get there. Let's. Uh, we got a couple things that we want to introduce you guys first. Um, uh, we got a and next week we got a governor for Idaho running for Idaho coming on the show. That's oh, next. We're that's not going to say his name. Not going to say his name. Secret. And then and then since we're we Did got they, video. Since have we they got listened video. to the governor's show? Do they know what they're well, we, for? We, so this we, is another candidate. Another candidate. Another a different, different candidate, candidate is running for <laughs> governor, governor in Idaho. In Idaho. Coming on our show. Uh-oh. Coming on our show. He's going to be in house. Yes, he'll be in the studio. In the studio. With yeah, us. on camera. Oh, um, get ready. And then and then Uh-oh. we got Jordan Peterson coming oh, on hey, in two weeks hey, hey. to put do the camera thing. Boom. Do the camera. Boom. Jordan Peterson coming on. In two weeks, we're going to talk about his 12 rules for life. The Jordan Peterson? The Jordan. The Canadian. The Canadian. Jordan. A? Eh? The Canadian Jordan. He probably... Uh, Does he know what he's in for either? Um, he doesn't listen. I, no, he, he he's doesn't never heard of... No, cro- what no. is a cross politics? He doesn't know. Right no, he's got a lot of flack, though, because he won't use the, the gender-neutral pronouns yes, and stuff right. like that. He's, like, yeah. he's, he's been uh, waving the free that's speech right. flag, and I've had a number of people asking me, have you been listening to Jordan Peterson? And I said, no, I... I I know who he, I follow him on Twitter now, but right, yeah, um, right. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's so he's coming in. He's coming in two weeks, man. Yeah. Cross yeah. politic in two weeks, and, and and then two more things. Lastly, um, or two more things, and lastly, that doesn't yeah. work. That's three that's, things. That's a, that's a gayism. That's a yeah. Two more things. <laughs> lastly, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to be in the Fort Worth area. I'm speaking at a homeschool conference while I'm out there. 
And uh, we have a right bunch person? of listeners. Um, DFW Reformed. It's a Facebook group. There's about 400 of, of y'all out there. Well, they're getting a pub uh, spot open on Monday night, 8 o'clock, and I'll be there. Um, and ho- I'll probably we're trying to um, arrange the pub to where it'll be a side room where we can hang out, drink beer, have fun, talk about education, culture, and, and faith. And kind of like the Reformers did. That's, that's right. Kind of yeah. like that's Luther. Right. Luther. Luther, C.S. Lewis. Um, that's the Londoner question on at Col- Colleyville, Texas, just outside of Fort Worth. Yes, Knox. Yes, I-, I heard. Did you have to pick a pub? I did. The Londoner, but but the pub that you got that you're going to be at. Do they? Have, uh, do my they my buddy Matt picked up picked the pub. Did they have to pick a pub? What about Christians who don't drink and don't want to be in a pub? You, you can. Or, you can they, they have Dr Pepper there. Okay. And that's all that matters in Texas. <laughs> it's Dr. Pepper. That's right. That's right. Hey, guys, I tried for you. <laughs> it if, came up. If you want to keep your Christian testimony, you can't hey, go there. Hey, you just led me into that, man. So, Baptist friends, you're welcome to come. <laughs> Drink some Dr. T- Pepper. Teetotalers, you're welcome to come. Love all to right. have you there. All right. Um, lastly. And then lastly, um, uh, we have our, our friend Ben Greenfield um, put together a Christian gratitude journal. Um, you can check that out at uh, christiangratitude.com. And we'll send out our email. This is the kind of thing for people yeah. that like maybe if you, you, know, you got stuck in your your private devotions and feel like you just need something to kind of push you along. Um, it's got a it's just a notebook and it's got some structure and it's focused yeah. on the virtue of gratitude. Yeah, so. and, and it's, this it, is really good. Look at this. What am I grateful for today? You know, and I ask my kids these questions, and then I don't do this myself. Right. Like I, I should really be doing some of this. I mean, it, it this can, is great. It, it's sometimes you need that question right in front of you. I yeah. love this. What what biblical truth did I discover in today's reading? Right. Who can I pray for, and who can I serve today? That's great stuff. Check it out. Man. And you know, you know what's hilarious about this? Um, later on in the show, Yost Yost will, will talk about this. How all these um, pastors and church leaders in these foreign countries will wake up super mm-hmm. early in the morning. Mm-hmm. To go um, to listen to hear the word preached, to hear the word taught, for them to grow and learn in grace, and and they go and through this so, huge sacrifice, and they're so grateful for it. And then and then we sit here and we have to work on being. My grateful. Bible's three feet away, and I'm like, oh, I don't have my coffee, so I'm not going to read it right now, uh, right. right? And so these this is a good little practical way of just kind of getting in the word daily and being able to journal journal about it. So, ChristianGratitude.com. Let's get into cross politic news. Um, of course, the big thing that happened this past week. And um, I'm quoting what was said in the room. I got a little clip. Yeah, why don't you play the clip? President Trump deriding immigrants from Haiti and some nations in Africa, asking a group of lawmakers, why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here, before suggesting that the U.S. should accept more immigrants from countries like Norway. A person familiar like with Norway. the media tells we CNN want more that white people blonde hair. Trump then went further, <laughs> saying, why do we need more Haitians? Take them out. The White House not denying the president's racially charged remarks, insisting that Mr. Trump is fighting for permanent solutions that make our country stronger by welcoming those who can contribute to our society, grow our economy, and assimilate into our great nation. Oh, man. <laughs> so, first of all, there's witnesses that said this. Trump's not denying it. Um, I saw an article. No, he is. Uh, well, I, I was going to say, I saw an article later that he did deny it. Um, but you have witnesses in the room saying he said it. Um, Trump's now denying it. Oh, he is um, denying it. Yeah, now. Na- now he is. Oh, it took a couple days. I oh, that's, wonder- that's what you were doing earlier. I didn't say it. I didn't say- I'm sorry, I missed it. I didn't- <laughs> I, I, we I was, tried to set up Toby as best I, as possible. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, but no, he's but it. Trump let kind of it was like a day before he started coming out denying it. And, and yeah, I, it, yeah, he's playing a game. It's like almost like yeah, he's playing a game. If if there is a game there, I don't know. Of what course, game there's a game was- there. But but come on, I mean, this is 
Oh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, well, the, we, we were talking about this, this is like the same song. How many? What verse are we on? Uh, I lost count. Yeah, actually. <laughs> of, of, you know, Trump says something, does something and the media hyperventilates. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, oh my goodness. Anderson Cooper is crying on CNN. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like all choked up because yeah. he's been in ha- Haiti quite a bit, um, uh, following up on the hurricane. Right. And spending Bill and, Bill and uh, Hillary's money that they've raised, but okay, for uh, there's, there's, no, 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 no. There's several. Bill and Hillary are spending the money. They I know. know. <laughs> that's, that's my Nobody point. spends Bill and Hillary's you know, you money. You know, basically, they raise. about ten percent of the Hillary or the Clinton Foundation's money that they raise actually went to going towards what is being raised for. So, like eighty to ninety percent of it, which is hundreds of millions of dollars, actually doesn't make it to the field. Uh, but anyways, I'm, I'm neither shocked. here nor there. I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, so, oh, there's layers upon layers here. I mean, we have... Let's just start at the top. Okay. We? Wait, what's, 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 I don't know. Where's the top? Where's I don't the top, know. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm going to play it this way. So, maybe okay. he maybe he did, maybe he didn't say what he's, what he's being... He ain't say what he said he said. He ain't say... That okay. they say that he said. Anyways, <laughs> um, like let, let's just... I mean, is Trump capable of saying what he's being accused of saying? <laughs> Come Absolutely. on, everybody. All, all day Absolutely. long. All day yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's just... Okay, let's say... Okay, for the sake of argument, he said it. Um, CNN... And and the, and the media are hyperventilating. They're breaking into mm-hmm. tears, clutching at their pearls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Which has kind of been enjoyable in one sense to watch. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, guys, this is like, this is Victorian, right? What, fainting do, you, what, do, you, what do you mean by Victorian? <laughs> yeah. Trump, this is, this is yeah, fainting couch <gasps> prudery. Like, okay. you know, like... Trump said a bad word. That that's yes, yes. Yeah. He said yeah. a bad word. But it's also the media is playing it. But they're playing it as yeah. completely racist. Yeah, that's right. And so the real idol here that he hit is the idol of multiculturalism. Right. Right. That that all cultures are equal. That right. all cultures there's not there aren't um you 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 can't say um that that some cultures um that God's blessed them more right. that right. that they've advanced further. You, you yeah. can't say that. Right. That's heresy. Right. And, 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 you know, on the well, surface. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is there ultimate superior form of culture? Every Christian has to say yes on that. Yes. Every Christian has to say yes on that because every time we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're saying, we're yes, saying yeah. there is an ultimate form of culture yeah. that everybody needs to be achieving to. Right. So we're already. It is a culture that tells the truth superior to a culture that lies? Yes. Yeah. Is a is a culture that um respects private property superior to a culture that does not respect private property. That'll grab it, steal it, yes. take is it. it, yeah. is, is it right. So is, that's not even a that's not even an issue. Right. Right. That's not even like But that's where we are. But that but what's going on here is whether or not those people have the opportunity to come into our country. Right. And so what I'm taking correct me if you think I'm I'm wrong, but I think so Trump's basically saying, Okay, these countries need help. They're problem countries. They're, they're, and I, I don't th- think he's saying something about like that there's something about like being born there that means that you're inherently inferior. But I think what he's saying is you're not going to find people in those countries that are ready to come and build our country and make it better. How no. does he know that? Look at the country. But I'm saying, though, there right? are, we, right? we've, throughout America's history, what we have here, even from the influx of other countries that have been poor countries that have 
been horrible and how they've done socialism and so people right. have influx to America they come here and then they start working they adapt to our way of culture understanding it's a better and more superior way of doing things maybe that's the reason they want to come here right sometimes that's true so I'm yeah. saying though like w- what makes you say we already know that everybody that's coming from there is not going to want that well, first of all I didn't say yeah I'm just I, saying I'm just saying no but I'm, he doesn't I <laughs> we're don't saying think what he's saying not, what are he supposedly saying that, it, look it, look <laughs> of course it's a horrible place they want to come here right <laughs> but, but, why hey why wouldn't you want to come but, here and adapt to our culture and our way of doing things when it works and you get part the, of the problem part of the problem is, is I, I think you're right I think that still happens. Sure. Still happens, and sure. that is what happened historically. Part of the problem, though, is is that we now have a welfare state. Yeah, but that's not their fault. I know, Mm-mm. I know. That's but, not that's but, not but, blame no. them for that. But, but what situation. I'm saying is that we used to have a setup where you, if you moved here, there was opportunity for everyone. If you were ready to bust your butt and yep. work hard yep. and be honest, you could make it. Yep. That, and so, but that I, mean, I don't think that's left yet. I think it's still around. Absolutely, people yeah. that want that because I, I but, hope it's still around. But what we also have people that need it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we still have people. We we also now, in addition to that that sure. opportunity, sure. we also have a a lot of people who want America to be a completely different kind so, of culture where you can come here and you can get handouts. You oh. can come here and you get babysat by nanny state. Yeah, cuss them folks out. Uh, is there, is there a hand? <laughs> you talk crazy to them folks. You guys are messing up the fabric and the nature of our culture so that we can't bring people from other horrible countries to live here and enjoy our culture. Stop it. Mm-hmm. That's not the conversation that he's having right now. Yeah. The conversation well, he's he having. can't right have now. that conversation because he's complicit hey, hey, in look, creating those if programs he, if for he doing said it. You know what, what I'm saying? Say, if he said what he <laughs> yeah. didn't say. Okay. If he said what he didn't say, then he's having that conversation, but he ain't pointing the finger back here either yeah right you know what i'm saying so hey amen amen so hey let's let's how about this if you want to come to america then you have to abide let's make it stricter to come here this is the this is a standard right you know this is how you got to live here you break these standards it proves you don't want to be here right get out yeah you know yeah but i mean if you want to come here to flee that are we going to tell you no no, no, I, I hear, that's, I hear that's that. Not a, yeah. That's not a, a Christian-run government at all. I mean, it's not well, anyway. We but, are, but, but, I mean, we're, I'm we're saying, so far. Oh, come so, on, Dr. Moore would be against that. Hey, he's not allowed, <laughs> he's not allowed in this conversation yet. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> yeah. he can't say anything to so, Trump. <laughs> he, uh, Lawrence Jones, this is in my Twitter feed, and I thought this was really interesting. I'm just going to play Lawrence Jones um, talking about this whole who, situation. Who's Lawrence Jones? I, I, he's somebody who was on Fox News. He's a black guy. And I know, if, yeah. and if you're black, oh, oh, he's black. He's a black guy. So I just thought I'd extend the courtesy. I don't like dropping the word racist every time uh, someone says something that I don't like. But I do believe that the president's comments weren't racist, but they were ignorant. Um, when we're talking well, about insulting. these people, these are people, and it wasn't so much of just calling it, you know, the you know the S word. Um, it was the fact that he said that we should be taking people from other countries. Um, these people are fleeing depression. Uh, corruption, yeah. uh, and that's the reason why they want to come to America. And I believe the president stepped on his own message by making this a race conversation now when we could mm. be talking about how the president has had mm. low numbers for black unemployment. That's true. Talk about black businesses and more less black people on food stamps. But instead, we got to talk about something because he stepped on his yeah. own message yet yep. again. Yep. Well, uh, so let, let, let me... Answer that, or sure. or this is not really an answer to that. It's kind of a different angle. Um, if we, if Trump was in the country visiting that country, whether it's Haiti or or wherever, and he said that to one of the locals, 
who is genuinely oppressed by that government, who is being robbed, stolen from, his children being taken away or whatever, and Trump said that to that person, that 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 Haitian would be like, yeah, you're right. It's horrible here. It's awful. And all of a sudden, but we get like all these sensibilities here in the U.S. Not what he, that's not what but, he's saying. But, but I think part that's of the, not part what he's saying. But he's saying of, it's of, awful and I ain't going to help you. <laughs> well, that's well, but that's to to the to, hey, this um, is a piece of junk place. You'll never come to America. Right. Yeah, to Lawrence, to uh, Lawrence, right? Yeah, uh, to Lawrence's Lawrence, point, Lawrence that's Trump. that's kind of you know Trump is kind of eating his own uh, and message. That, and that, you know, that's part of the I think part of the maybe the thing that is very unclear about the comments that are coming out of here. So the again, the media has an agenda to smear Trump. If yeah. he said what he said, that he didn't say that y'all said he said. <laughs> and and so they're latching on to particularly inflammatory statements, and yeah. what, and, and yeah. that's what and, we're getting and, and making us. That's what we're getting fed. That's right. And so if he did, if he is saying this is a junk country and. I I'm not going to help you then yeah fair enough but I think and that in my mind is probably well, the worst thing that he said but he's yeah, getting that's, I agree he's getting spun though as being a racist he's, he's getting spun as right. being saying because they have black or brown skin you know right. you can't come into my country and I want right. I'm, I want you to come into my country if you got white and as white a, skin and as, but, but that's just patently on the surface just not well, and, not there and yeah. as a I want to I want to get to chop I know quick on I, this I do too. too but as a Christian and as a Christian still a falling Christian nation <clears throat> as much as it is uh, that uh, asterisk, fallen, asterisk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asterisk. Okay. Yeah. So as much as we're still trying to push that, I want to. I want a revival. Uh, I, I think unless you wrestle more. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, you, come on. You just no wrestle more. Wrestle <laughs> more. He's he, he's he, invited to he, the show. No, he told us. He t- he he wrote an article. Oh, that's yeah, right. he doesn't yeah. want theocracy. No, 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 no Christian theocracy. countries. No, no Christian yeah. countries. <clears throat> yeah, he's wrong. No. Anyway, so uh, but one of the things is that you don't favor just the people we've learned this from the scriptures you don't favor the people who can just do you good this right. is true yeah come absolutely. on now this is yeah. true you favor those that can't that's where the blessing for you is that's where the blessing for them is and you do, we are disciplers of nations right we disciple them to something right we bring they don't have to be there a lot of people's i mean you look at three four generations a lot of people weren't there and then over time they were discipled because of the gospel thriving here Right. For better or worse, that's not what's in play here. But, now, Chop, I want to get to you yeah. real quick because I don't want to be interrupted by no. these guys and tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> but I <don't> <laughs> you hear this, no, no. and you got to go over to Haiti. Well, and, and Chaba is our missionary to the Ivory Coast, right? The Bakwe people, so, Ivory Coast. Let's say he said this about the Ivory Coast. Okay. Okay. And you go over there, and all of a sudden, everybody's looking at you, twisted eyed. Yeah, and that's possible. I leave on Monday, and uh, so you and, haven't you haven't and, been there since Trump's been elected yet. Have um, I have, okay. and yeah. and certainly Obama. They loved Obama for a while, and then a lot of the Christians saw what was happening, and they're not really happy with Obama. But uh, Trump, I mean, they're the guys. The feedback I'm getting from our guys there, friends that I have there, is like this guy's a man. This guy speaks, you know, he speaks just like he says yeah. says things that that uh, everybody's thinking yeah. that uh, that that are true. Wow. So I'm going to get some feedback. People are going to probably um, say stuff. But it's it's so true that the majority of the people, they would love to leave and go somewhere else where there's more opportunity. Yeah, they've got people in in uh, higher places that the things are really corrupt in in many of the countries over there, and uh, and they would love to get out of there. And that's why you get the brain drain. You know, the people leaving to get jobs elsewhere. The, the yeah. smart, capable ones. The, the capable who can figure ones. It out and get out. Exactly. Right, head right, to right. France. Head to the U.S. And there's there's groups of those there that. Um, that periodically come back and, and they're concerned about their country, but they're 
you know, they're going to stay in their job. They're, they're not necessarily going to go back uh, and stay because of the corruption and of the difficulties that they would have there. So there are a lot of people wow. who want to get out. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were, I, I interrupted you before so I can let Chavez so you can forget what you were going to say. What you going to say? No, today? no, no, no I, I successfully forgot. No, no. I, 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 was, I was just yeah. going to have a, you need to um, say say something for us in, in the native in tongue, in Bakwe. Yeah, this is the Bakwe language that we went over there to learn and speak. It's a, it's a, a group that lives in the southwest, a smaller language, the southwest west of Cote d'Ivoire. Nanyangbasaru. What did you just say? Hey, man! Let's <laughs> oh. <laughs> speaking in tongues on cross politics. What did you say? I said, I'm a... I'm a, uh, my name is Saro, which is the name they gave me over there. Uh-huh. I am a, I'm a white guy <laughs> and I, and I spent uh, 20 years in Cote d'Ivoire amongst the Bakwe and I came there in order to, to learn their language and to translate the Bible and give them the Bible, God's word. Wow. Amen. And, and we're going to talk about that on the third segment. Amen. Yep. But when we come back to cross politic, use Nixon. Next. Yost. 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 Oh, don't tell him I did that. <laughs> Next. <laughs> cross politic. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Hey, hand me your cup. Uh, oh, yeah, you got to pour that for okay. Welcome back to Cross Politics, you all. David is about to pour me a cup of coffee. Yes, I am. So I, I love you. Everything's everything's going to be better in just a minute. Scrumptious lessons. But with us today, we have um, actually two guests. Uh, one in house, and one uh, coming at us from freezing cold Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota. Mister <laughs> Mister uh, Pastor Yost Nixon. I think he's actually a doctor pastor. He came back on the show. Yost Nixon. He came oh, back. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hold on. Hold on. I got to talk. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going right. to give the stats. Yost Nixon grew up in a suburb of Los Angeles, California. He's from L.A., San Fernandino, Fernando Valley. It was carpeted with orange (laughs) trees at the time. He was a rough kid with a broken home, 
but a Christian family loved him and let him play with their kids. Oh, wow. And he heard the gospel and he believed while in grade school. Early on, he had a passion for what God is doing abroad. He met and married a woman named Kristen with a like passion. 20-odd years ago, they moved to South Africa to help establish a pastoral training school, now Christ Seminary. Since then, Yost has planted and pastored a church in Washington for 15 years, as well as helping other churches get started in Washington, Idaho, and Montana. Wow. He has a BS in business administration from California State. Uh, he has an MDiv from Master's Seminary hey. and a D-Min from Covenant Theological Seminary, where he wrote his dissertation on factors that contribute to the apostasy of emerging adults. Wow. Yost and Kristen have eight children. Hey. Baptized, right? I mean, I think, I'm pretty yeah, sure they're all yeah, baptized. I'm pretty sure they all are. Hey. Uh, six boys. Six boys, two well-protected girls. He loves to garden and cook funky ethnic food, it says. We'll his, talk about that later. His children find his weakness for late 70s disco music a matter of acute embarrassment. <laughs> Sometimes they don't let him outside. Uh, Yost has been involved in classical Christian education for many years and has a special interest in medieval studies. Hmm. He serves uh, at TLI, which is Training Leaders International, as Vice President of Global Partners. Yost, thanks very much for coming back on the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. And um, really quickly, before we dive in, also want to introduce uh, Chaba Uh We'll, we'll get more into Chaba later. Okay, all right. All right, he'll, he'll, all right we'll yeah, get into we'll him in the third episode. Okay, yeah, third <laughs> okay yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. Never mind then. We don't want to know about it. <laughs> Yost, talk to us about what is Training Leaders International and what are you guys up to? Yep. Um, Training Leaders International. Maybe uh, it would be better for me just to, to, if we took a step back and looked at kind of the situation with uh, uh, training uh, pastors in in the majority world, Asia, Africa, Latin America, uh, in the, in the West, um, there's about one pastor with training to every 150, uh, people. Uh, and in Asia, Africa, Latin America, that ratio is one to 450,000. Wow. So I, I didn't mess up the commas. Um, that's <laughs> one to every yeah. 450,000. So that's kind of hard to visualize. So, I thought, okay, you guys are in Idaho. Uh, right next door, we got Washington. Let's let's just do the math using Washington and Idaho. So the population of Washington last year in 2016, uh, actually a year and a half ago in 2016, was 7.3 million. Okay, um, and in Idaho, it was like 1.6 million. Okay, so let Idaho be Asia, Africa, and Latin America, and let Washington represent the West. Okay. So in this scenario of one trained pastor to 450,000 people, that means Idaho gets 3.5 trained pastors to care for the entire state. So my question for you, Toby, is where would you put those three and a half people? (laughs) Like one in Boise. Right. Who gets the half pastor? Sandpoint? Does Sandpoint get the half pastor? Beauville. (laughs) Where's Judea at? Where's Judea? Judea? Because that's where we're starting at. Where's Judea? That's what, yeah. And beyond? <laughs> that's where we're starting at. So that's where the first... That's I, where, I just want to know what that ratio is in Bahamas. It's not like we haven't seen a ratio like this before, right? The 12 disciples. Jerusalem, Jerusalem Judea, yeah, yeah. Samaria. Yeah, yeah. And beyond, yeah. So... We'll let, yeah, we'll let Yost so, finish that analogy. So, um, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. What, what was that? I missed... 
I was, I was just saying, we'll let no, Yost finish that analogy. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Here we go. I'm coming in for a landing. Okay. Just hang, hang with me. Um, now, the, the hard part, though, is, is that like, if, if Toby and two and a half other guys got to pastor the entire state of, of Idaho, I mean, that would be hard enough. But if there were another hundred or a thousand pastors who were, were doing their best, but they were just teaching what they know and what they heard, mm-hmm. and, and what, yeah. did they, what did they hear? Right. They heard the health, wealth, prosperity gospel. Oh, that's right. I mean, yeah. So that's somebody right. is kind of messing with your teaching. It's it's tough. Meanwhile, next door, Washington State. You know, you've got forty eight thousand. This is they represent the West, right? Okay. Roughly one to one hundred fifty people. So forty eight thousand pastors with some training. So what TLI does? You ask me, what do we do? What we do is we take some of those forty eight thousand pastors over in Washington. And we give them cross-cultural training so they could deal with those strange Idaho people, right? <laughs> and equip those pastors to teach the word. That's what we do between the West and Asia, Africa, Latin America. We're trying to mobilize pastors in the States, not just pastors, though, elders, um, seminary students, seminary profs, whatever. Give them some cross-cultural training. Equip them with some curriculum that we're using to basically go from hermeneutics to homiletics in Asia, Africa, Latin America, so that pastors there are teaching uh, the Word of God, uh, like you enjoy every single Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do. That's so what so do, you, do you largely work with pastors who are already are, you know, have a church to focus on, and then you, you kind of do some sort of short-term mission um, placement, or what, kind of how does that work? Yep, we work with. We always go at the invitation of national uh, a national partner wherever we're going. So there's a leader on the other end. Maybe he's a school. Uh, maybe he's got a pastoral training school. Maybe he's a pastor. Um, usually it's both. Um, and what we do is we go for uh, three years, three times a year. We bring a team um, and we go over there and we start with uh, hermeneutics. Uh, attributes of God, biblical theology, lay a foundation. That's the first year. The second and the third year, we're just teaching them how to do consecutive exposition. So we'll go and we'll teach on Genesis, and then we'll teach them how to teach Genesis consecutively. Mm. Uh, And then we'll teach on the Gospel of John, or we'll teach on Mark, or the pastoral epistles, or whatever. Basically, the next two years, we're just giving them practice teaching consecutively through books of the Bible. What is the state of their theological understanding by the time you get there? I mean, are they, are they really for the most part, all word of faith? Is that what you're dealing with or, or are you? Oh man. Oh brother. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for asking that one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) uh, You know, I think Chaba, Chaba can pile on us too, but in my experience, it doesn't know matter how far you go or where, wherever you go. The word faith people, the the um, prosperity gospel people, have gotten there first. Wow! Um, you get there, really? and and they're already there. I mean, so so you ask, what kind of theology are we encountering? What we're encountering is definitely um, the worst form of Pentecostalism run amok. Wow! Um, because you know, there's really? just poverty out there. They're, they they want someone to tell them that Jesus wants them. You know rich and and healthy and um and it, that that kind of false doctrine just spreads like wildfire 
So that's what we encounter. So why are they beating us to the punch? Why, how is it that they're all the way out to the extending to the edges of the world with that doctrine? Man, oh man, you might not want to answer that I, one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he asked it. Come yeah. on. Er, Give er, it to yeah, me. Yeah, golly. You know, you know, it doesn't matter where you go. I mean, like Joel Austin books. We have, we have, <laughs> they're everywhere. You, you better stop. Wow. He's not out wow. there. Wow. I think it caters to people's flesh. I think that's why. I, yeah. And people want some hope. I mean, you know, in, in Serbia where we work, 50% unemployment, you know, 50% right. unemployment. People are just dying just to, for, uh, to make ends meet. Um, they're dealing with real health crises. And, and spiritual warfare is going on in, in Africa and Asia in, in a way that it doesn't. And Satan uses different methods here in the States mm. than he uses out there. Right. And they want traction. And these people promise traction. Mm. Yeah. What are some of the most exciting things going on uh, in these particular areas where you're working, um, Yost? Tell, tell us, tell us a couple stories. Tell us some things that you're really excited about. Yeah, I think what what excites me most is when when obviously when you're teaching uh, the the thing that you live for. I mean, what you live for is when the lights come on, right? Yeah. Um, and so when you're teaching, when you're teaching these pastors, they go, "Oh, I've." I need to repent of my preaching for the last 10 years, uh, you know, because wow. I, 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 I haven't known what I'm doing and now I, I understand wow. um, what I'm doing. Um, you know, so, so that would be when you see that happen and that happens um, all over the place we're working, not, 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 uh, not with everyone we're teaching, but yeah, with many. Sure. Mm. Um, and you see, I, one, one example would be a, a guy, and this isn't someone that we've um, that we've had a formal partnership with yet. But he's in Nepal. He um, he was trained in in uh, in Scotland in Edinburgh. Hmm. Um, got his master's degree. He's yeah, a, a oh. minister of the Free Church of Scotland, <laughs> and he's this Nepali guy. So you see him in a so kilt. Sad. You know, he's this Nepali guy in a kilt. Oh, that's and awesome. And he's, um, he's taking what he learned back to, to uh, Bhaktapur, which is right near uh, Kathmandu, and he's starting a little reform seminary, you know, uh, just gathering some other Nepali Christians um, to, to help lead and teach in this seminary. That and is cool. Not, uh, he's not daunted by the, uh, the smallness of what he's doing in mm. comparison with the massiveness of the task. That's right. right. He's right. plugging away. Um, brought his library oh. over from Scotland. Praise God! Uh, it's like five thousand volumes. He got it in on pallets somehow. Hmm. Wow! And, and when I was there, um, these people are coming. They're waking up at six. Well, early before six a.m. They're in class at six a.m. We're teaching from six a.m. to nine a.m. and then off they go to the fields to work. Wow! You know, and if I tried to do that um, in the West, you know, <laughs> forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> we could maybe for three hours of classes before work. Maybe eight thirty at Starbucks. Maybe, Yost. Yeah, um, seriously. When you're uh, going in and setting up these, like, it sounds like some sort of short-term seminary workshop for for leaders right, in right. other countries. When when you do that, 
Um, what's what's the because you're largely coming up against you know kind of prosperity gospel. Um, you know it's been embedded in at least let's say this leader for ten years and. And how receptive, or what, or what's kind of the process for them changing their mind um, about yeah. their kind of prosperity gospel to you know some sort of reformed um, theology? Yeah, yeah, good question. So, so two things: um, we fry the fish in two different fashions here. So, um, so let me let me give you both both ways. One is um, we do non formal training, which is. Um, which is the bulk of what we do. Um, and the non-formal training is going to be a, a three-year program where we go out three times a year. So nine classes is basically homile- uh, hermeneutics to homiletics. So learning how to study the Bible and then learning how to teach it. Yeah. That's the non-formal side. But we also, and particularly what I'm responsible for, is the formal side where we're, we're working in schools and we're doing the, the whole uh, the whole enchilada um, from uh, hermeneutics, but also Old Testament, New Testament, pastoral counseling, the whole, the whole thing. So we, so to answer that question, uh, we do it in two different ways. Some people aren't ready. They're not equipped yet to handle uh, the full kind of uh, pastoral training load. And so they're getting the, the hermeneutics to homiletic stuff. Um, okay. Other guys are coming in, and they've got a bachelor's degree already, or maybe they don't have that, but they, they have the academic chops to be able to, to learn at that level. And we teach them um, basic classic pastoral training. So um, a lot of the guys that come in, the reason they're coming to us, some of them um, are all, already have smelt um, that something's burning in the kitchen, yeah, you know, in the health, right. wealth, prosperity kitchen. Yeah. Yes. Where's and, my and bins like, at? That showed up. Right. <laughs> oh, so, and, and, and then they come and they're like, teach us how to, you know, teach us how to, how to be faithful and interpret the word faithfully. So, um, so some of the guys already know, some of them are like, this is a, this is the only real pastoral training I have access to. And even no. though you guys aren't teaching health, wealth, prosperity, still all come and learn from you. And then yeah. what that is, is patiently loving them, befriending mm. them and, and not, not smacking them around, but just opening the word of God and teaching them how to interpret it. And then they, they start seeing, Oh, this is, I've been, I've been ha- handing out crack to the, to, to the children. Uh, right. This is horrible. Wow. Praise so, God. so what about, um, like in the U S if you tried to get a bunch of pastors together to teach them on something that wouldn't happen. Um, it, it's really hard in a town to get pastors from different yeah. denominations. That kind That's of thing. Cause they know everything already. We got it. We got it all figured <laughs> out. Don't oh, we? Man, what are you telling me? And yeah, so true. Uh, so how does, how does that kind of dynamic happen yeah. over overseas? It is so humbling. It's so humbling um, because these guys will come from five hours away, you know, taking a bus, you know, uh, walking miles uh, to come in and and to learn. Wow! And you know, as a if you're a pastor, you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, you're wondering if people are really appreciating. It's just such a different experience teaching. Uh, teaching out there because people are just dying. They're so appreciative. Wow. Uh, and they, and they show that appreciation through sacrifice. Mm. I mean, 
they are slogging in and they're dying to hear the word and they're listening and, um, and they're, they're just sucking it in whatever, (laughs) whatever they can get. They're just desperate for it. So it's a delight. It's uh, honestly, if, if, uh, if anybody wants is interested in in uh, in coming and helping us on a short term team, they can contact me. But if you come, you will never be the same. It's it's wow. really um, wow. where, where, amazing, where can, transformative. So it's very humbling. Where can we contact you at if we wanted to find out more information or come and help give our life in this situation? What, 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 how can we find you? Yep. Yeah, Yoast Nixon at trainingleadersinternational dot org. There you go. So J O O S T dot n-i-x-o-n like the president at trainingleadersinternational.org drop me an email um and uh and i would love to 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 speak with you whether you can teach on on the one level if you can if you can teach at a um a master's of divinity level or a bachelor's level uh talk to me and i've got opportunities on that side that's awesome and if if you if, if you're like eh, that's that's a little bit too hardcore for me we we provide curriculum on another side, and we I would just love to to bring bring people with me. So Liberia, any of you guys? Liberia, August twenty eighteen Genesis. Hey Yos, that's where I Genesis was born. In Liberia. <laughs> Were you born in Liberia? I was, I was yeah. right eighteen years there. I was born and raised there. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. wow. You're gonna love it. Nah, right? I'm cool. I, I don't want them getting mistaken about me and say, "Do you belong here or not?" No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going out the country. <laughs> Yes, Nixon, guys, check out his website. Trainingleadersinternational.org. There we go. You can find out some more. Thanks, Yost, for being with us at Cross Politic today. Awesome. More Cross Politic when we come back. Disciple makers must first be disciples. Clearnote Pastors College exists to give men knowledge, character, and skill. It exists to make shepherds who care for sheep. We don't just give students academic information. We mold, mentor, and disciple them and their families. If you feel God's call to ministry, consider preparing for the work in a solid local church that loves to train leaders. Check us out at clearnotepastorscollege.com. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. I was at a conference a few years back where the lecture included some wonderful evidences for a young earth. After the conference, I was talking with a speaker, a good friend of mine, when we were approached by a medical doctor who was attending the conference. He told my friend that he loved the lecture, up to the point where he started talking about a young earth, because, he said, that's just nuts. I asked the doctor, do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? He said, of course, I'm a Christian. Then I asked him, What in your medical profession could prove to you that a man who was dead for three days could come back to life? He said, nothing. I said, then why do you believe it? He said, because that's what the Bible says. I asked him, then why don't you believe what the Bible says about the age of the earth? He had no answer. You see, as Christians, our ultimate authority is the Word of God. Denying what the Bible says may grant you more credibility with the professed unbelievers of the world, but it dishonors the Lord who bought us. When we defend our faith, our job is not to make the message more palatable to goats, but to offer sheep food to those who our Lord is calling to himself. And we can rest assured that Jesus' sheep will hear his voice. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com.
that good coffee? It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. <clears throat> Welcome a- back to Cross Politic, y'all. And uh, this segment is brought to you by this awesome coffee. Cross Politic coffee. Cross Politic mm. coffee. Sovereignty roast. Sovereignty, Sovereignty roast. roast, man. Yeah. Uh, you should get yourself some and uh, and these awesome mugs, man. Well, these mugs right here. These mugs. You see these? Let's see it. Huh? Cross Politic. I, I didn't even know we had Fight, Cross Politic. Laugh, tomorrow. Beast, Cross mm-hmm. Politic Studios. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, with us in the studio today, we have uh, Chaba Leidenfrost. Chaba is uh, an elder, teaching elder at Christ Church hey. here in Moscow. And My church. And is with Wycliffe International. Is that what it's called? Wycliffe Bible Translators. Okay. But I guess, yeah. Wycliffe Bible Translators. And how long have you been with Wycliffe? Since 19... I've joined in 1984. Wow. And um, tell us uh, how you got into that. Wow. Well, I was born in, in Liberia, West Africa. Lived 18 years there. Always wanted to you're, be black. You're a real you're African. <laughs> I always wanted to be black. Seriously, oh, really? man. Everybody, everybody pulled at my hair. Uh-huh. And they poked at my skin, tried to see if it would rub off. And, <laughs> you had it backwards. Seriously, man. Every Black privilege existed. You're like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? The bummer, the bummer, the bummer in Liberia is that the constitution says you can't be a citizen unless you're white. I mean, in, unless you're black. Really? So I couldn't become a dual citizen. And Liberia wow. is the country that was founded by like, former slaves, right? Great American slaves the, helped the, set up the move, country of Liberia back, back in the Moving yeah. right along. Hey, man, it's history. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But anyhow. Black so people I, would never do things like that. Yeah. Black <laughs> culture, no. We're no. far more they would, fair. They would never that. be racist? They would never be racist. You know? So, so you, you so grew up there until you were 18? I grew up there until 18, came to the University of Idaho, studied wildlife, uh, got my BS Whoa. in wildlife how management. Did, how did you get to from there to U of I? Well, my mom was from uh, from Idaho, okay. family in southern okay. Idaho. My okay. parents were missionaries over there. Doing okay. My dad was doing Bible translation and literacy Um teaching for the church and the wow. Lutheran church. Wow. Wow. So I came here because a mom, dad was from Hungary, escaped from Hungary, came to the U.S., became a citizen. Wow. Um, and then in 1956, they went over and started their work there. Wow. The The cool thing is that the Lutheran church had been there 100 years before they got there. Really? But the translation of the Bible hadn't been, the New Testament hadn't even been finished. Well, that's racist. After 100 years. <laughs> no, wow. there's more, more on that. <laughs> oh, later. no. Here we go. Okay. But anyhow, so I studied BS and got my BS in wildlife management. About third year in the U of I, my studies, this lady, um, uh, uh, somebody came up from Guatemala doing research on uh, a particular waterfowl bird species in Guatemala, and they were... And I'm just wondering if this is what the Lord wants me to do, going to wildlife management. I wanted to go back to Africa. I knew that's where God was calling me. And I wanted to do it in, in, um, as a tent-making kind of operation where I could work in wildlife yeah. and be encouraging yeah. churches and yeah. doing discipleship. Yeah. But it turns out that uh, this lady was talking about 30 years of her life being spent on trying to save this species of waterfowl. And she's given this lecture, and all of a sudden, she, there's a coup d'etat. Yeah. They... Yeah. Government changes. They put in a dam that floods that whole area. Wow! Put in condominiums around, or you know, hotels oh, wow. around this, uh, nice this river. reservoir. Yeah. yeah, and and she, in passing, mentions the local people that had you know weren't even allowed to wash clothes down there. But she was more concerned about the birds than the the bird <laughs> oh, wow. than the than the people. Wow. And that yeah. that just hit me in the in the forehead, and I, I felt the Lord saying, you know, basically using that to tell me, I want you to work with people that last for eternity. Yeah, now uh, full time. So yeah. I started searching and then tried out Wycliffe. I never. My dad did Bible translation. He was gifted in eight languages. He could work in those. And I wow. thought, man, I can't do that. Yeah. 
but someone, a uh, missionary spoke at a church here in town and, and I ended up going over uh, to try out uh, linguistics and learn. Yeah. And I and I end up uh, doing really good at it, and realizing I do have gifts in learning languages and analyzing languages. So wow. that's what we've been doing for the last uh, uh, twenty-eight years, actually. Yeah. And we're just just finishing the New Testament in the Bakwe language. Yeah, now this is going to ask you this: So you've been working on translating the New Testament into Bakwe, right? Which is the language of the people that live in Ivory Coast. Well, in the Southwest, it's Sorry, one of the okay. 68 plus okay. languages in uh, Cote d'Ivoire, one wow. of the smaller ones that hadn't yeah. hadn't had any missionary come to it yet. And when uh, you started, what's the population of the Bakwe people? What's I mean, that? How many how many Bakwe well, people are you there? Know, the, you know, the census um and based on the growth the census is really old. I would put them around 14,000 and it could okay. be as ma- as many as 20,000. Okay. And wow. when you began work on this was anything started on the New Testament yet? Nothing at all. They didn't even have an alphabet. Okay, so you are inventing yeah. a written language. Wow. Yeah. Uh, spoken, inventing a spoken, uh, well, no, the, a, translating a spoken language into, into written into form. Written yeah, form. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And so, so you had to you had to create an alphabet. Right. We were taught in uh, phonetics and and phonology, the study of sound systems, yeah. wow. and we didn't study the sounds. And and uh, eventually, you write down things with the IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet. And then eventually figure out what the actual letters in the alphabet need to be. And of course, we chose we chose letters that were similar to French because uh, the French uh, have been in Cote d'Ivoire for, okay. for a long time. I thought they I heard the a little French in colonial there. power. Yeah. Okay. So, and then and and how close are you to finishing the New Testament? We're done with the translation of it right now. We're in the getting ready to do the last read through in the village, and then the, sit with the typesetters and comb through and. Wow! The last editing. So when Man. so so you are like the end is in sight of the New Testament of the New Correct. Testament yeah. where where that like you will actually be able to <laughs> let's define that real quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna be uh, be be publishing this right and and actually bringing copies uh, to the people. Yeah. Well, and of course that publishing that will happen probably it takes six months or so once we ship it off to South Korea to get it printed. Okay. And all that, but uh, yeah. Exactly, and it's exciting. We've been publishing things for years. Uh, different, um, their folk tales, their oral oral uh, traditions, right, and medical uh, stuff. People in teaching classes, we had to develop pedagogical materials for people to learn how to read and write as wow. well. Mm. And the exciting thing is, again, it's like Yost was, uh, Yost mentions, is that you 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 watch someone who's never learned how to read and write learn how to read the big their own language yeah. and then they read the gospel of john and they go like my pastor never mm. preaches on this stuff he oh, always wow, preaches yeah. on tithing or something else you know uh-huh. and, wow. and, and and i don't get this and wow. thank health, you so health much and wealth, health and wealth stuff exactly. that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the church like there in ivory coast thank you again uh absolutely uh, in need of solid biblical teaching we have uh, mm. mega churches in the capital city that are kind of setting the culture and the the longing of the the local churches or the um, rural churches want to be like the these big mega churches, yep. which tend to be yep. go, um, prosperity gospel oriented. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so are they need. nervous? Uh, these big mega churches would they be nervous? The Bible getting translated and actually given over to the people? Actually, no, not in the mega churches because they're using. Um, they have more a larger uh, percentage of people that use French. Okay, that can bilingual, use the scriptures. Some sort of bilingual, bilingualism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the rural areas, you get less bilingualism. You get people that that the pastors still go off to seminary and learn, um, get all taught in French. They come back into the rural areas, 
Bible school, and sometimes it's Bible school, not seminary, but they come back into the rural areas. They've learned all this biblical terminology like justification in French. Yeah. They have no idea how to translate that in their own language, even though they speak their own language. Wow. But they don't do the hard work of trying to communicate that, so they just preach in French. <laughs> and and the people are still left with no teaching. This basically. sounds familiar. You know, you know <laughs> what they do on Ivory Coast? Yeah. And, and the solid, the ch- there are solid churches that are, that are grieving over this, but there are pastors that charge money for prayer. You come to me oh. and, and you want a 50,000 prayer, that's 100 bucks, around 100 bucks. Then I'll give you a fifty thousand, you know, this CFA prayer. This sounds so familiar. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's coin absolute, of the coffer rings. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. It's absolutely horrible. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. What? Yeah, it's just like you know the Reformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this right. is exactly the same exact thing. Let's keep it in Latin. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. keep it in French. So yeah. why you is can it pay that me the, to pray? So you got the Lutheran Church, which happens to be one of the people, Martin Luther, who fought mm-hmm. for the Reformation, and they're not. Hungry to get this Bible into the Bakwe language, or actually, with my with my folks, you know, after a hundred years in the that country, that was in Liberia. That was so. in Liberia, oh, okay, next Liberia. door. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right yeah. next door. Yeah, yeah. It's in uh, English, but um, I think the church, the Lutheran Church, and and many of the the mainline denominations that went over, um, many of them realized after they started to work in the in the English or in the major language, that realized that they weren't getting to the people, mm. and so they decided we need to translate the Bible into these languages. And at that point, that's what, when dad came in in 1956, that was the priority is to, and, and there have been good things. I think the Lutheran church in Liberia is a lot more conservative than it is. Back here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, now what's your process? I took, I took yeah. Hebrew with Chaba. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, that, Uh-oh. Was, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Chaba was really good. And I was like, all right, I'm going to. <laughs> Work off his coattails. <laughs> Olive, bet, uh, yeah, darn it, darn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's the process when you're translating the Bible mm-hmm. into the Bakwe language? You got to mm-hmm. go through like three or four languages. Well, well, um, well, we're working the New Testament, yep, so it's mainly right. Greek, and yep. and we're we're um um using the all the helps that are available to a, to to us today in the English yep. and using and going from the Greek. I mean I I read I read the Greek, I look at the commentaries, I um, and compare the commentaries and I try to understand the passage first yeah. and then uh, with the uh, with that we give it a, a try, I give it a shot. My coworkers that I work with, Bakwe men, who speak the language perfectly of course. Right. They then uh arrange it or if i haven't if i didn't have a clue how to say it then they come up with it but i have to i have to communicate with them either in bakwe or in french and we do a mixture both of those so you're basically going from like greek to english to french to the bakwe language i can i speak french fluently yeah um so i go straight from what i read straight into french i don't have to translate into english in my head anymore yeah okay that's that's pretty amazing (laughs) yeah how many languages do you speak a little bit of Bella uh, in Liberia. I grew up speaking Liberian English, English, French, Bakwe. Those those four. You almost caught up with your dad. Do, yeah. Do, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What what do you, what do you, what language do you think in? Probably English. Okay. That's All what right. my yeah. Right. That's what I grew up in the home speaking English and Hungarian okay. with my dad. Okay. All right. Have you ever dreamed in like the Bakwe language? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> as far as like one of the things with translations is making sure that you get back to um you wanted to use an analogy that matches you know that they can understand that would be almost identical to the ones that we get like parables that Jesus 
Gabe, and is that one of the challenges you guys are having with the translation as far as how are they going to understand this connected to the regular Greek? Yeah. And, and is it transferring one for one or how are those things? Yeah. Cause I know a lot of times people compromise with the translations, translations like with China, Chinese translations. They, they well, use we rice. do too. Yeah, I know we do too. <laughs> our that, yeah. That's our own I, translations. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, but we have a huge amount of helps where a lot of other yeah. people don't. True. So, you know, uh, is that a challenge for you guys too, to say, okay, we need to stick strictly to exactly how it was, un- how it was written so that they can work to understand it or give them the idea so they can grasp like the message. The, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the message doesn't yeah, give you yeah, the idea. Yeah, how, do you, how do you guys how do you guys do that? Well, the the individual translator has um, has the last say on on what they do. Mm. In my translation principles courses that I took, we uh, I think Wycliffe started out and we were more erring on the side of uh, of uh, freer translation, dynamic equivalence. Now things have swum back to be more more on the side of uh, not necessarily literal formal equivalents, but leaning in that direction, many of us. Okay. The, what, what happens is in translation, um, translation is an art. There's <laughs> yeah. not just, I mean, oh, there's yeah. all different types of translation. Right. Yeah. And when you're going from, and a lot of people that, that criticize um, some translations uh, assume that you can just um, translate things straight over into another language and and if they don't have that there you just give it anyway and then they'll learn it you know right and uh, they'll get it eventually but the problem is if you do that you might as well do it interlinear and and uh you might as well teach them greek yeah. right yeah. ultimately so and it's easy to go from in indo indo-european language families you you can bring over a lot of the the genitives genitive construction straight into english because it's in the family of indo-european languages you go into languages that are non-Indo-European, and you end up with some that have no passives. Oh wow! So mm. you have to provide a you have to provide a, a subject for uh, for a passive construction, right? And the Greek didn't have it, right? But it's implied in the Greek. So right. what we do is look at the Greek and say, okay, okay, there's an implied God is the subject of this, right? And so you supply God, and is that translation? Is that correct? Yeah, I mean. What are you going to do? That's the language. God, God scrambled the languages at Babel, right. and he did a superb job of it. I mean, the, <laughs> the Bakwe language has three tones. It's incredibly complex. Uh, you could write, you know, two, three hundred uh, PhDs just on the grammar. I'm sure. Wow. 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 So, so one of the things too is that this is the first translation that they'll have in the New Testament, right? Yes. And so it will get better. Yeah. That's the thing that this yeah. is, this is, this is, you can't, this I mean, is amazing. Well, you know, yeah. the, another thing I would just say, just to follow up on your last question yeah. is that, that, um, footnotes are another way of supplying some of the Bible background for a particular. Sure. So if, if I've used a, an idiom that is there in the Greek and that they don't have necessarily in the, in the language, right. Um, and if they don't have a, the word camel. They've never seen a camel, let's say. <laughs> right, you know, right, what do you right. do or there? Like okay. snow. <laughs> or, or snow, for example. Yeah. But camel, what do you do? You, wow. you get something, you transliterate the word, and they say samo. Uh-huh. So you say samo, and, and some of them say shamo. And then you put a, you put a footnote in there to explain what, what a camel is. Right. Or, um, or snow, for example. The Bakwe do have a word for snow. They basically call it the powder of, uh, of, uh, the sky. No, the hail, hailstones. You know, the powder oh, of hailstones. Powder of hail. The powder of hail. Yeah, it's ah. like, yeah, that's ground yeah. down. I, like, I've got, I got yeah. that. I like yeah. that. I got the, now, kind of like your magic bread, you know. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Gary. Now, I think, um, I think one of the, the, the crazy things that you're doing is you're 
basically spending a life of Amen. working on the Bible so 20,000 people can read it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And, 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 the, and you're going through, um, you know, years and years of translation, learning their language, constructing the language first before you can inter- uh, translate the Bible into it. And and it's a work for 20,000 people that no one sees here in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, you, you, you should know? go to somebody like, you know, that's a larger country <laughs> that it can actually <laughs> be effective on. They already have <laughs> the Bible. Um, well, you know, the cool thing. The, the cool Imagine thing. that. Yeah. It's, it's really the larger languages in Cote d'Ivoire have been already reached by the missions. When they first went, right. they, they always hit the larger groups first because they're more strategic that, that, that way. Sense. Yeah, sure. Right. But the Bakwe are, are maybe not the most strategic in terms of, okay, this is this is a smaller group that's sort of been ignored by the by the government for many years. Right. Um, they, they're traditionally hunters and gatherers. Now they're in the cacao, the cocoa chocolate belt okay. of, of the country where there's an enormous amount of, of chocolate. And uh, they, wow. they, uh, there's not necessarily strategic, but it's feasible to actually get the scriptures in every single single household. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whereas in a, a group of a million or three million, right. you in your lifetime may not hit every household, right. even if you went door to door. And back to your original point, these are human beings with souls that Absolutely. will never die. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And so you know, uh, give yourself to waterfowl. Yes. You know, or give yourself to these individuals. Uh, who are going to live yeah. forever? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, amen. Well, and, and, I, and then like building a language for people, or basically building a written language for people. I mean, language is is culture, right? Like language is what holds right. people, society. That's I mean, it goes back to the Babel. The, the reason why God split how the the mode, the mechanism that God used to split up nations was through language, right? And now, now we're giving back when you give them the word of God and give them, but you're also like you said, you're giving them like stories, their folk tales and folklore and this kind of stuff. But this is now, you know, the ability to you know write poetry, write stories, sure, um, and build and have a community life and and the yeah. scriptures, so that the bad teaching that they're hearing, right. they're right. going to eventually be right. able to question their pastors and say, <laughs> "What the Bible? It doesn't say that." Right. Amen. Look at I, I read this. Right. I know this. You're reversing the curse of the Tower of Babel. Right. Yeah, right. for yeah. sure. Just, just and you know right what? There. That's how you use white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Seriously, if there's yeah. such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Chaba, wow. thank you for being on the show, man. Yeah, Praise thank you. God thank for you, man. Yeah. Great pleasure. Really Absolutely. appreciate it. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.